to thank the Lord for blessing us to be back in his house again, come back to worship. And it's just such a blessing. We appreciate everybody that's here. Got a nice crowd. We want to thank God for all our visitors. And we announced to you this morning that God willing that we were looking forward to seeing our preaching brother, Ryan Bailey, with us tonight. And we're glad him and his family here, his wife, uh, Kim, and uh, their children, Abby and Isaiah. And uh, I just thank God for the family. And I, I, they just mean a lot to me. It's a great family. And uh, I just uh, love Brother Ryan as a preaching brother. He's God's man. I'm looking forward to hearing him preach tonight. And uh, have a scripture I'd like to share. And uh, this is a scripture that we uh, hear read a lot of times around Christmas time. But, of course, obviously it's good every day. And I, I preached about uh, the good shepherd this morning. And I'm his and he's mine. And this uh, come to my mind, but I never did use it this morning. But in the second chapter of the book of Luke, in the eighth verse, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, these men were just shepherds. But the fact that the angel came, listen, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. There's no greater announcement that's ever been made to the human race than that announcement that the angels made to the shepherd boys. And the announcement wasn't just to the shepherd boys. It was to you and me. And praise God tonight for that announcement. And praise God it's still real today. Let's all stand for a moment for a word of prayer <clears throat> as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, uh, thank you, God, for letting us be here tonight. And God, thank you for the blessing and the excitement and the joy that we feel of being in your house and looking forward to service. And God, thank you for our visitors. And God, just thank you for everybody that's come and everybody that might be watching on the live stream. God, we praise you tonight and we thank you for your goodness and your so many blessings. God, we just ask you tonight to help us in Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated and we turn over to the choir. Really pray.
Amen. Thank the Lord for those good songs. They just bless my heart. I appreciate all of them, but that uh, song, it's about it's different now. Boy, I, I just, that's rich. I'm glad it's different now. And uh, I can sure remember how I felt when I was lost. I'm glad God let me retain the feeling that I felt that I can remember. I can look back at I'm glad it's not that way now, but I'm glad I can remember how it was. And then when I remember how it was, and I remember how it is now, and I know how it is now, the vast difference in that, it gives me encouragement and excitement. It blesses me. And so it's different now. And uh, if you're not saved, you need to get saved. It'll be different for you too. And before I got saved, Satan would fight me with things like, well, you just uh, probably wouldn't marry you up to what those people do. You just might not fit in like some of them does. We don't have to measure up, and we don't have to fit in. God changes us, and he makes us who he wants us to be, and he puts us where he wants us to be put. All we have to do is just trust the Lord, and uh, if we'll just believe and trust him, everything will be fine. It'll be different. And so let's all stand for just a minute. Everybody's got unspoken requests for we pray, and hands all over the house, a lot to pray for. Now, if you've got a prayer request on your heart, something to say, you follow your heart and say whatever you feel like. Let me make a few. We, we need to keep praying. We know this already, but I need to say it. Let's keep praying for our lost people that's coming that we've got a burden for. And, and boy, I've got a burden for quite a few. And some, it's, uh, uh, I think, it's saved. It's just not really living for the Lord. I've got a burden for them. And so let's really remember them. Uh, pray for the revival uh, that's starting at Old Fashioned Missionary Baptist Church tonight up in Toledo on Cherry Street. And uh, Jeff Monholland's a pastor up there. And Kenny Waldrop's the one's going to start that revival and preach for him and the revival. Also pray for revival starting tomorrow night at Cherry Valley, and that's uh, down in Hamilton, Ohio, 1500 Parkamo Street. And uh, uh, Matt Kloppenstein's a pastor down there, and Brother Mike Raines and I are going to be the evangelists, God willing. And so, but really pray for those revivals. Pray for this service tonight. I'm excited to be here, excited that Brother Ryan's here. And uh, let's just really pray for God to speak to people's hearts tonight. There's, there's folks here I'd like to see move for the Lord tonight. So, and, uh, and we've got people sick. Sure, pray for them. we got a bunch. Anyone else? Okay. If not, we'll ask Brother Billy Ray to lead us in prayer.
Appreciate that. Thank the Lord. Let me say again, thank God for every visitor we've got. And of course, we appreciate every member we've got. We're just glad everybody's here tonight. But let's just pray, and it's every person. Let's obey the Lord. Who'd feel like singing tonight? You got a song or songs on your heart that God's blessed you and give you to sing? Please do that. God's been blessing us with some good singing. I appreciate it. I thank the Lord. It's such a blessing and such a help. And so if you've got something God's stirred your heart with tonight to sing, well, surely do that. Anyone? Try to twist anybody's arm. You're sure welcome if you feel like it. I believe we've got something coming. Let's really pray. Appreciate that. Thank you. There was a man named Lazarus, whom Jesus loved, they say. He died and there was buried in a land so far away. Then Martha said for Jesus that he might come and pray and brought him to the graveside where his friend Lazarus lay. Then looking up toward heaven as he began to pray, Saying, Father, I know you'll hear my prayer, but this is for their sake. I know you have all power, and none can overcome. But I must show to these nearby there's power in God's Son. Lazarus. 
Lazarus, he came forth from the grave. Someday when life is over and God says it is time, go forth and get my children, bring home that which is mine. The graves will then burst open, we'll hear the trumpet sound. Then we shall be like Lazarus and rise up from the ground. song on your heart, you're welcome. It's sure good to be here tonight. Let's just keep praying. If nobody else has a song, we feel like it's time to turn over to our preaching brother, Brother Ryan Bailey. I'll say this before I turn over to him. Pastor's Highland Park Baptist Church down in Williamsburg, Kentucky. It's a great church. If you're down in that area and getting, you know, don't know where to go to church, I just look up Highland Park. It's it's a good place to go to. I really pray, Brother Ryan. So we so we thank the Lord for being here tonight. Good to be back at. Lima, good to be with you, good pastor, Brother Terry, and just good wife and good family, and um, just good to be with all of you tonight in this good church. Uh, um, always just a, um, a humbling experience for me uh, to come here. Um, I, I esteem your pastor very highly, and uh, Every time, Blaine, that I get the opportunity just to stand in your father's pulpit, it just humbles me. And uh, I'm, there's nothing good about me, um, but God has been good to me. And God has blessed me, Linda, far greater than I would ever deserve. Just a little old poor boy from Pie Valley, Tennessee. And God looked down one night from heaven and showed mercy to my lost and dying soul. And I thank him for that. 
Uh, and so it is good to be here tonight. Uh, you pray for us. We've been on the road. Seem like I've either been this weekend driving, sleeping, or preaching, or or eating. Uh, but we've had a good weekend. We got to go up and be with the folks at Athens, and uh, they had a deacon appreciation service dinner this morning. Got to be with them and cross carriers. And uh, um, enjoyed that service and looking forward to being here tonight with you folks. And uh, talked to you, good pastor, the other day when he was down. And um, me and him talked and visited on the phone a couple times. And he extended the opportunity to come. And I'm glad that we was able to be here. And uh, so you pray for us. Um, this is a very familiar scripture. Um, it seem like the Lord just showed me some things uh, a while back, maybe just, I don't know, each time that I've looked at it since then, um, and added just a little bit more to it. And uh, now, I'm, like I said, I'm no scholar by no means, so um, some of this is probably obvious to some of you folks, and probably has been for a long time, but uh, it seemed like the Lord just gave it to me. And... Uh, and uh, so if you got your Bibles, very familiar scripture in the book of Luke, chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. And... Uh, this 15th chapter of Luke, it's there's three parables contained in it, and uh, there's a parable of a lost sheep, a parable of a lost coin, and what I believe to be a parable of a lost boy. And, uh, and so I'm going to start there with um, the 11th verse of this 15th chapter. And the Bible says, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that befalleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And I, I want to read that part again. It said, and he divided unto them. Now I want you to get that. Unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son took, uh, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the hus the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? And so that's all I'm going to read for now. But I'll probably read uh, most of the rest of this uh, chapter maybe in just a moment but 
Um, the Bible says here in this verse 11, and you pray, said uh, a certain man had two sons. And I know a lot of times, and, it, and I'm, not, I'm not saying this to sound critical because I've, I've done it myself. Uh, a lot of times we preach on this story or this narrative, um, and it seems like those boys get all the attention. Um, but if you remember back in um, maybe when you was in school and you learned about uh, we call it ELA now, English Language Arts. And if you remember learning about that, you taught, you was taught how to find the subject of a sentence. And if you read that sentence, it says, a certain man had two sons. You see, those two sons are not the subject of that sentence. Uh, the subject of that sentence is a certain man. And I'm glad today that it's about that certain man, Jeremy. Jonah said over in the old Bible, Jonah said, Salvation is of the Lord. Jesus said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So uh, this certain man, the Bible says, had two sons. And one of his sons come to him, his younger son, and he desired that his father would go ahead and give him uh, the portion of goods that come to him. And, and so listen, uh, in that culture, if you've ever studied the laws of hereditary, uh, listen, in the inheritance laws, you know that that is a great insult uh, to a man, to a father, that while he was still living, uh, one of his sons would require his inheritance, meaning that in his mind he is almost wishing that his father was already dead, that he could get that, uh, that come to him. And so listen, when he come and he's asked his father for his inheritance, uh, his father give it to him. Uh, give it to him out of love and give it to him uh, with open hands. Listen, uh, but not only did he give that boy uh, what was coming to him, but he went ahead and he gave the eldest son his inheritance. And so listen, the Bible says that that boy, uh, listen, not many days after he was down there, and I know we focus on this part, and I kind of want to uh, get through this a little bit because I want to get on down in here. Uh, but the Bible says, says that this boy went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him out to feed the swine. Uh, listen, my friend, I want you to know something. Uh, that was the worst case scenario uh, for a Jew boy. The worst condition he would, could ever be in uh, would to be around the swine. But listen, it gets worse than that, Blaine. Uh, the Bible says the longer he is there, of the hunger here gets. He said the Bible says that he begins to desire of the hus, the swan to eat. I don't know about you. I tell this story all the time. My wife gets mad at me when 
I tell it, but I, I, I can't help it. I listen, I used to have to, when I eat, I have to just put things in their spot and I only eat things one at a time and she just kind of just puts it all in there. And we were sitting there and I said, listen, I don't mean to sound like this, but I said, I just can't do that. And she said, why? And I said, well, when I was little, I had a job and my job was the what we called down home slop the hogs. And I said, when you look in a slop bucket and you see all that stuff in there, I listen, my friend, I just can't put it together. I, and I said that to say this, you think sin is bad. This boy had sunk so low in sin that sin began to look good to him. And not only was he living a life disobedient to God, but he began to look for joy and pleasure uh, in that life. He began to desire uh, the very house the swan did eat. But the Bible says one day that he come to himself. Uh, uh, listen, my friend, uh, ain't you glad tonight uh, uh, that you come to yourself today? Uh, you say, preacher, how did you come to yourself? Uh, because Jesus come to me uh, uh, through the gospel. You see, I heard a man preach one time uh, and I didn't think you can mess up the story uh, of the prodigal son, but I found out you can. Uh, I heard a man preach one time uh, that this boy came to a conscientious decision uh, that he needed to do better uh, and go back home. I'm telling you, Billy Ray Thompson, uh, I never come to a conscientious decision uh, that I need to live better. I tell you what happened to this old boy. The gospel come and it come in power and authority. It found me down in the hogs pit. It convicted my heart. It brought condemnation unto me, Terry I didn't decide to do better because I didn't know I needed to do better. I didn't decide to get saved because I didn't know I was lost, Billy Ray. But I'm glad one Thursday night the Lord came looking for me. He found me today. And so listen, the Bible says this boy, he came to himself and he began to realize that the father hired servants in his father's house had bread enough and he was hungry. Listen, and he says, I want you to get this and I will arise and go to my father's house and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I listen and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And I want you to get this, this verse 20, those first three verses, and it said, and he arose. You see, he's up here in verse 18 and he's contemplating and he's thinking about it. He's thinking about going, he knows he needs to go home. I listen, he's thinking about going home. I cannot tell you tonight, thinking about going home will never get you home. Somewhere along the way, you're going to have to rise up out of your seat and begin to make your way unto the Lord. The Bible says he arose. I listened and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way, can I take my coat off? I feel like 
preach in a minute, Brother Terry. Listen, the Bible says when he was a great way off, his father saw him. And boy, I love this. He ran to where he was at. Listen, my friend, I'm glad when I could not get to God, God came to where I was at. We thank all. We've got to meet God on his terms. My friend, I can never meet God on his terms. I'm glad God came and met me right where I was at. You say, preacher, how did he see him afar off? I believe he was looking for him and I come back home. There may be somebody here tonight and you've never took no thought about God. But can I tell you, God, this very moment, may be looking in your direction. He may be looking for you tonight. And so, listen, this boy, the Bible says his father ran. Now listen, on the way home, he's rehearsing what he's going to say when he get there, when he got home. But his father run out to him. Listen, and he says, Father, I've sinned against heaven in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Listen, but the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. He said, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. I listen, my friend. Here it is. And the Bible says this young man Man has come back home. I listen today. And listen, the Bible says his father ran out there and he kissed him. And I don't know, I know the Bible don't say, but sometimes I like to use my sanctified imagination, I call it, and I can just see it. Billy Ray and I believe he's sitting there and he's telling the father father I'm seeing I've been in the hog pen I've done things I shouldn't have done dad you don't know the life I've lived and all the meanwhile here's dad I bring the fatty calf I bring the best robe I bring the shoes I believe when that boy spilled everything out I believe his father turned around and looked at him and said did you say something I wasn't listening. You see, my friend, God is not concerned about everywhere you've been and everything you've done. God loves you today. And what God is looking for is for you to turn in His direction and come to Him today. Listen. He says, bring the fatted calf. Let's kill it. And let's make merry. You see, my friend, this is not the story of a little boy who decided to come back home. This is the story of a loving father that allowed him to come back home. You see, my friend, he had met his legal obligation. That father had done everything that he needed to do. He had fulfilled the law of inheritance. But ain't you glad today when we come to the end of the law? Mercy and grace is still present. I listen. He opened up his home. I let him come back in. Paul says in the 
keeping of the flesh. For what the law could not do, God sent for the Son. And she glad today. God didn't end with the law, but he went beyond the law. And he sent grace and mercy today. He sent grace and mercy. But I want to get to this. You just keep praying just a second, church. I want to get to this. He said, bring the fatted calf. Bring the best robe. Bring the ring. Put it on his finger. Bring shoes. And let's, let's kill the fatted calf. He said, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now I want you to see this, and maybe some of you have already seen this before, but I, but I want to share with you what the Lord gave me not too long ago. Now his elder son was in the field, and he came and drew nigh to the house. He heard music and dancing, and he called one of his servants and asked what these things mean. And he said unto him, Thy father is come and thy father hath killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound. Listen, uh, he told him his brother, you brothers come. Listen, thy brothers come. Thy father killed the fatted calf because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he, he listened, answering said unto his father, he said, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as thy son was come, which had devoured thy living with the harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And I want you to get this right here. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. Did you get that right there? You see that father, he give both of those boys everything that he had. Do you, have you ever wondered? You see this son, he's upset because his father gave him the fatted calf. And he said, Father, you never give me a fatted calf. Have you ever stopped? Let me preach on this a minute. Do you know where that fatted calf come from? It wasn't the father that gave him the fatted calf. The father had already give everything that he had to them boys. He give the eldest son two thirds. He give the youngest son one third. That fatted calf didn't come from the father. He's saying, son, I didn't give it to him. This is your inheritance. All that I have is yours. You're the one that give it to him. You're the one that give him the robe. You're the one that give him the ring. I done give everything that I had. Can I tell you today, I'm glad my Father in heaven, He's already given everything that He had. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Now this is the point I want you to see right here. I win this, this fatted calf and this robe and these shoes and this ring. It come from the eldest Son. You see, you say, preacher, I don't know. You go back and you just do the simple math. He gave that son two thirds. He gave the youngest son one third. And I don't know about you, but where I come from, one third and two thirds is three thirds. 
and that's a hole. And that father give everything that he had to those sons. And I believe that fatted calf come. It come from the eldest son. It come from his inheritance. But this is the point I want you to see. When the father give the calf and the robe and all those things, and it come from the son's inheritance, you know what that means? That means he took some of his inheritance and he give it to the younger son. And so they shared of the inheritance. You see, the younger son didn't have nothing left. He'd already spent all that he had. And so the inheritance come from the eldest son. And when he gave the youngest son some of the eldest son's inheritance, you know what that means? That means they were joint heirs. They shared the inheritance of the eldest son. I'm glad today Paul said in Romans, we are heir to God and we're a joint heir to Christ. Everything that I've got come from my eldest brother. He was willing. Listen, the Father give it all. I know that some maybe don't see that. Listen, I don't know about you. To me, it's just simple math. The youngest son didn't have nothing left, Billy. He doesn't give it. He doesn't spin it up. The Bible says he wasted all that he had in righteous living. The, uh, the father didn't have nothing left. He gave those boys everything. Listen, my friend, it had to come only one place. That eldest son. And I'm glad the, night the Lord saved my soul. I'm glad I've got an elder brother that was willing to share his inheritance with me. God didn't have to bring me in, Blaine Brock. God could have left me out of the family of God. But I'm so glad that Thursday night, God saved my soul, I can sing. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I'm an heir to God and a joint heir to Jesus. Everything that God laid up for the Lord, for the Lord, I inherited one Thursday night. I was born in to that same family today. Listen, my friend, you know what? I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm going to come to a close. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, good preacher, y'all know him, and we were talking about the spirit of adoption. And the Bible says that we don't cry. Listen, we, listen we're not... We don't have the spirit of fear. It's bondage, but we have the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. But listen what the Bible says. The Bible says we have the spirit of adoption. And so I was talking to a friend of mine, a good preacher friend of mine. and He was saying, he said, you know, he said, some of them preach were adopted. He said, I don't know. He said, listen, you think about a child. He said, I know the legal aspects. He said, but that is still not a natural born son or daughter. He said, listen, I believe we're born into the family of God. He said, I believe. He said, I don't believe that we come in through adoption. He said, I believe we was born into the family of God. And I begin to think about that. And I, I begin to think about, well, where was, was we born or was we adopted? And the Bible says that we've received the spirit 
of adoption. Let me tell you for just a second about that spirit of adoption. I was I was listening to a preacher the other day. And I'm going to share this. I'm going to come to a close. I was listening to a preacher the other day. And he began to talk about he used to work with this man. And he worked for his son, with his son, worked for the man, and they worked with his son. And he said, that man, he said, and his son said they couldn't get along. And he said, that son told him, he said, you know, he said, he said, the man tried to convince the boy that he loved him, that he was his son, and he loved him. And listen, he said, one day I was sitting there listening to him argue back and forth. And he said, that son said, you know what? Sometimes I wish you would have adopted me instead of me just being born to you. And he said, that just dumbfounded that father. And he said, well, why would you say that? Why would you say sometimes you wish that I would have adopted you instead of just you being born into our family? He says, because if you had adopted me, I would have known that you really wanted me that you chose me on purpose. That I wasn't just an accident. Listen, my friend, I'm glad one Thursday night I was born into the family of God. And when I was born into the family of God, God comforted me and sealed me with the spirit of adoption. He chose me, Terry Brock. Listen, I'm not, I'm not getting into predestination. I'm not getting into all that. I want you to know I'm just simply saying He didn't have to save me, but He did. He didn't have to speak to me that Thursday night, but He chose to. He didn't have to open up the family of God and allow me to come in, Blaine Brock, but He did. He did. It wasn't an accident. My friend, if you get saved tonight, you'll get saved on purpose. It won't be no accident. You won't just stumble into this thing. You won't just fall into it. But it'll be on purpose. And can I tell you, I'm going to go one step further than that. If you die lost without God and you wind up in the devil's hell, that won't be no accident either. You'll go there on purpose. You say, preacher, what do you mean? I'll go to hell on purpose. Because if God, somewhere in the span of this life, has given you an opportunity to come and be saved, and you say no to that, if you reject that great offer, and I'm telling you, you go all your life that way, listen, one day, in intentions, in intentions, you'll wind up in a place called hell. But my friend, you don't have to go that way tonight. You don't have to go that way. But there's a father that stands with open arms, looking down the road. And he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. You see, the law, God give us the law. That give us the moral code. That's all God could have really had to do. But I'm telling you, God loved us so much. He was willing to go beyond the end of the law. He was willing to send His Son. He knew. He knew what was coming. God knew how they would treat Him. But I'm telling you, He looked down through the annals of time and He saw me and He saw you. And He knew that one day we need a Savior. And therefore, His Son would come today.
Oh, ain't you glad you've got a big brother today that was willing to come, my friend, that you could have a part of his inheritance. You say, preacher, is he really a big brother? Yes, I believe that with all of my heart. You know what makes me believe that? Because the Bible says, John the Revelator said, he heard the souls of them under the altar, and they cried out, O Lord, how long? Thou that's holy and true, until thou avenge our blood upon the earth. You know what the Lord's reply was to those souls crying under the altar? He said, Not until thy brethren be slain upon the earth. It took our brother to be slain. He was slain upon the earth on Calvary. But oh, I'm so glad when he was slain upon the earth, listen, he shed that blood, my friend, that would cover our sin today. Open up the family. Open up the house for you and I to come in. If God speaks to your heart tonight, you ought to come, Brother Terry, is it all right? We'll just give an invitation. I won't give it very long. I want you to come and help. But I believe somebody might be able to come tonight. God might be speaking to somebody. Uh, whoever wants to sing, Brother Terry, you can get the singers. I don't know who needs to sing, but listen, let's get us a song. Let's stand and let's pray and listen today. I want you to know something. You may be sitting there and you may say, well, one day I'll just just decide that I'm going to go home. One day I'll just decide that I'm going to get saved. My friend, it don't work that way. It don't work that way. God will have to speak to your heart today. Listen, my friend, He'll have to come to you and give you that opportunity. But when He comes, you don't need to turn that away. Oh, don't squander the opportunity today. If God speaks to you, if God's opened the door... And let me come home today. Tonight, would you come as we sing? How about it today? Somebody ought to come. But I tell you, just come on and help us. Oh, listen. Just as you are tonight. Would you come? Is God speaking to your heart tonight? You see, there was a time that I couldn't get to God. You go back and you read under that law, and I think so often about the lepers. My friend, they had to stay without the camp. They couldn't get to the high priest. But I'm glad that I had a high priest when I could not get to him. But better he come to me. Oh, he left heaven and he come to where I was at. My friend, he'll come to you tonight. And when he comes, you ought to accept that. You ought to turn to him tonight and cry for mercy. Let him come in and let him save you tonight. Oh, Lamb of God, I come. Would you come tonight? If the Lamb of God is calling to you, would you come? Oh, just as you are. Just come like that. Oh, how about it tonight?
Appreciate getting to hear Brother Ryan again. Hearing him preach. Thank the Lord. If God's calling you, you need to come. Obey the Lord. Appreciate Brother Ryan. Appreciate getting to hear him preach. Appreciate the subject of the lost son. And uh, boy, when that uh, uh, story's being told, I, I can relate to that uh, lots of points in it to my own experience. I'm glad I got to come home and uh, glad the Father welcomed me and had what I needed. I want to ask him to sing another verse. If you're here tonight and you're lost and, and God's speaking to your heart, even if you just barely feel him, and I like to tell people, the night I got saved, it seems like in my recollection, it seemed like I didn't feel the call quite as strong that night as I had maybe a month before that. Uh, but I, and I started to just sit there. And the old devil said to me, you remember that other time? It felt a little bit stronger than this. And you just better wait. But in my heart, I was worried that if I waited, I never would get another chance. And God let me know that. I needed, now's the day of salvation. Now's the acceptable time. If you're hearing God speaking to you, powerfully or if it just feels like a still small voice if it's god speaking to you, and you feel that you need to come and so while we're saying please obey the lord follow your heart do what god asks you Please come. Whatever your need is, God can handle it. Obey the Lord. Amen. good song. Kneel at the cross. Jesus will meet you there. And I can say amen to that. And I'm glad that God opened it up to everybody to have an opportunity. And the only people that don't get saved is the one that says no. Yeah. Everybody has a chance. So it's good to be here tonight. And again, we thank the Lord for Brother Ryan. Appreciate him. Uh, glad to get to hear him preach again. Glad him and his family's here. Anything on anybody's heart before we come to a close tonight? not we're going to ask you to get another song brush on just just a minute or two uh, we'll just uh, just give you an opportunity this is our business meeting tonight and so uh, when we come to the close of worship service we have a song we're not trying to get rid of anybody it's it's open you're welcome to stay but i know sometimes people need to leave sometimes people desire to leave so we give them an opportunity by singing a song everybody wants to exit may do so everybody wants to stay in the sanctuary for the business meeting you're certainly welcome to do that and but we're glad to have everybody here and uh if you're visiting and if you do leave at this point in time thank you for coming please come back and come back soon and come back often we're glad to have you tonight thank the lord for you but uh we'll uh, get a song just do what you feel i heard an old, old story.